Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast exploring the latest in film, TV, games, toys, and more. And now, somewhere in a secret bunker outside of Washington, D.C., here are your hosts, 30-year veteran of pop culture and entertainment news for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski, and pop culture, technology, and space aficionado, Todd Stowell. Speaking of annoying, <laughs> she the Walking Dead's back. Yeah, the marketing says, watch Rick's final episode. But he's only, he gets six, right? I think it's six episodes and that's it. So that, that takes him to the break? Yeah. They'll Is take, Maggie gone too? I don't know. Okay. I, you can just tell how not interested yeah, I am. Yeah, I know. My wife finally gave up too. Did she? Yeah. Carl pretty much killed her. Yeah. When they knocked Carl out, she was you know done do completely th- so do you think that andrew lincoln is leaving because of that oh i don't know i maybe he's just tired of doing it what season is this seven nine oh nine yeah i don't know but i'd like to personally I mean, thank once again scott gimple for ruining one of my favorite shows excellent job pal and he's well he's not there anymore so there's no that. they promoted him <laughs> You did such a great job destroying this show. We're going to give you another one. Yeah. Well, the good news is, is that we didn't have anything to do with Walking Dead a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago now. Um, But instead, we took a trip to Landover, Maryland. Upper Marlboro. Upper Marlboro. Six Flag America. Fright Fest. 10th season. Brought to you by Snickers. Brought to you by Snickers, which you're reminded of all the time. Yep. So it was a sort of a odd preview. I think that's how I would best describe it. Yep. I would say so. They, they gave us a, a, a taste of what was going to be happening starting, I think it was last weekend, but it's, it's up through October 28th, I believe. Yeah. I would say that um, unusual is a good term for it. It started out really interesting because you went in and immediately they had the you know, the scary, scare the scare, scare actors with chainsaws, and, yeah. you know, doing was, the, the scary stuff, which was pretty good. And I think they got a rile out of, out of the people who were there for the preview. Right. Um, we were then led to a stunt show where we saw about 35 seconds of stunt work, um, which I was, pre- yeah. I was ready for more. Yeah. Honestly, I thought it was pretty good, but it was more of a Q and a, um, which I also thought was pretty interesting how these guys are, you know, pretty much having to train nonstop for this and that you can get, you can definitely get punched, kicked, right. You know, you could fall funny and then you got to keep going. So yeah, it's nice to hear from from stunt people doing that. Um, we had, we had dinner. (laughs) Okay. Get to the point. So there was a, there was a, um, the two interesting things were there was a show, a musical show, called um scared Two after dark right and there's there's two versions of it there's the sort of during the day 12 to 5 mm, pg version and then the after dark version which is rated r right and it was rated r primarily because well, there was a language there I mean, were, they were dropping, were dropping f-bombs. f-bombs like they were seventh graders and just discovered the word it, yeah. was, it was very kind of weird a lot of a lot of yeah, because there really wasn't anything. There was nothing risque about it. It was. I think it was just all the language. 
I'm calling it an adult paranormal version of Rock of Ages because they pulled a bunch of songs, popular songs, mm -hmm. and had the actors sing them mm -hmm. in, in odd situations. How I will say that the singing was, was fantastic. Phenomenal. Yeah, it was right? very good. I mean, you were treated, what was it, a 50-minute show about that? <laughs> yeah, it felt like an hour and a half, but it was about a 50-minute. You were, you were basically given a Broadway show. I mean, some of those people were from Broadway, Broadway and yeah. the writer was from Broadway. Yeah. And the singing was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't scary. I mean, it was, it was not scary. It was uh, a, a trio of, of individuals called the Ghost Patrol show up to uh, get stuck in the forest and end up at a voodoo house. They didn't have a dog named Scooby-Doo. They did not have a dog. That would have helped. Probably couldn't get the licensing. Probably not. And um, and things and they have to appease the the voodoo queen, the voodoo queen, and the guy in the portrait, which I cannot remember his name. Well, it was Madame Laveau, right? And uh, they have to write X's on furniture, uh, take a hit of something with that, like uh, breathe in some smoke, and then that made them do something that they wouldn't normally do. Right. It was like All truth right. serum and there Please you go. Please don't give away the surprise ending. Okay. <laughs> and then, then what I wanted to see the whole night, we got to see, yep. which was a new haunted maze called Brand Total, new. Total Damnation. And it's done by the first, first time haunted maze designer, Jeremy Fox, who's at the, um, at Six Flags and uh, really nice guy. And Star uh, started out uh, painting or spraying shirts. Yeah, as, right? a, as like a contractor. Yep. And, and uh, uh, sort of worked his way through, um, does not do makeup, which is, which is pretty cool. He does, um, masks, Hollywood grade silicone masks. Yeah. And they looked pretty awesome. Yep. Um, what did he say? I think he had tw like 12 scare actors in the maze. That's right. At all Good. times, which, which I thought was, um, Pretty, yeah. pretty good. It's about a three minute maze. It takes you to a, a different group of rooms. Each room has its own little horror in it. Mm -hmm. Victorian Manch Asylum, Gates of Hell. Uh, the creatures I remember, there was this large horned demon. Mm -hmm. And there was this gigantic executioner who was, who was hanging out. There was one that um, we didn't see, but we saw the mask, which was like a, a really angry pumpkin. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Which, which, I mean, maybe it wasn't used for the show, but it was in the props area that's where we were cool. and it looked amazing. Um, so, but that's all we can tell you right now. Yeah. You're going to have to go because there's six haunted mazes, four scare zones, five rides open and five live shows, including the stunt spectacular and, and, uh, some sort of uh, burlesque dance. I'll leave it at that. Yep. Period. Yep. And we actually did a quick interview with Mr. Fox. So um, let's play that now and we'll be right back. Sounds good. Okay. I am here with Jeremy Fox at Six Flags for Fright Fest. And he has a really cool house he wants to tell us about. And actually, I think he had something to do with it, too. <laughs> Thank you. So tell me what's new and tell me about this house a little bit. Uh, what I wanted to do with this house, uh, this is the first build, so kind of everything that I was afraid of growing up came into this really? hodgepodge collection of scary things. Um, but it's really the scares and the details 
and uh, we have a speedy transition from room to room, so we really have to, we, I really worked on theming. Sure. Um, so. Example. Uh, example, we've got industrial-like walls coming into a, a haunted house, like old abandoned asylum-looking haunted house, so, and then back into a room that could be uh, like the gates of hell. So it's just, it happens very quickly, but um, it's called Total Damnation, so it's basically your worst fears. And How long is the maze, roughly? Um, what we did, the maze is roughly three minutes long, but you will not see everything your first time through, and that's what I can say with that. So you want them to come back for more? Yes, definitely want them to come back for more. How many scare actors? Uh, we have 12 scare actors. 12 scare actors. Yep. Um, you do the makeup, or they have a makeup artist? or? Um, we actually... we. Uh, designed all of our own masks, or I designed all of the masks. Uh, wow. So they're all custom um, from start to finish. We really don't need any makeup. Um, they're all pretty much just ready to rock. They use platinum silicone. We, we movie grade masks. What's your favorite part? Uh, being able to see everybody's reaction. That's what you like? <laughs> yeah, just watching it's, somebody? It's been a lot of work over 1,500 hours and three and a half months for myself. And what's your background in this? Uh, I'm just everything art. Uh, I've been doing a lot of. Uh, I was a leasee here for a little okay. while, uh, doing airbrush t-shirts. Sure. And I just kept sharpening my tools and doing uh, concept designs for other companies. And it just happened to, uh, opportunity happened to where I could kind of flex a little bit and do something creative. Is this your first haunted maze? Yes, it is. That you completely created. Yes, it won't be the last. I can't wait. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Really nice guy. He was back. He, yeah, he was, he was, I really thought it was very cool. It was his first haunted house. It was pretty cool that we kind of snuck in. <laughs> we kind of knew where to go, but weren't exactly sure. Yeah. And he was standing right there. I think he was, well, he he was waiting for us. He was us. getting ready, yeah, but. Yeah. And uh, it was <laughs> the funniest part, which you didn't see, was you're doing the interview and I'm sort of taking photos and there's the guy up in the guard tower and he's just like, hi, how are you? But he's with full mask, just waving at me. <laughs> I'm like, that's weird. So cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, do you want to do, you, you, you can do uh, solo. You want to go on to go into solo? And you still haven't seen it. No, right? I haven't. It's okay. Just tell me what you're the star Wars guy. So here. I mean, well, the, the good news is it, I'm sorry, but the critics were wrong. It was an okay movie. I mean, was it the best of the best movies? No. Well, so take episodes one, two, and three. Yeah and compare Solo to any one of those three. Was it better than all of them? It was better than all of them. Then there you go. I was I found what they were doing to be fun. People hated Rogue One. And look, Ron Howard had a huge problem to deal with. He had to reshoot 70% of the movie from what I heard. And he did. And, it's and, not, and he did a good job. And it's not like this is his genre of movie. Right. I mean, he, he just doesn't really do the sci-fi movies. Didn't he do Apollo 13 or something? Yeah, but that's based on truth. I mean, right, this is right. not so much. The actor playing Han Solo was not as bad as I thought he was going to be. He actually kind of had the swagger. He was, and really, he's in an impossible situation. He's trying to be, you know, like a 20-year-old Harrison Ford. Right. Never going to happen. No. Um, the biggest problem with the movie, even watching it in 4K was they, they used cinematographer Bradford Young, who is an accomplished cinematographer, but he shot everything with really realistically lit environments. It was dark. 
The mm. whole movie was dark, muted, muted colors, and it was just kind of hard to see. Interesting. And that stinks because there was a lot of detail going on. I mean, they've got their cantina bar scene that's pretty amazing to watch. And they've got all these great battles with stormtroopers and stuff on top of a, uh, a magnetized train. And it's like gray out. It's completely gray out. And you just can't really see all the detail. Hmm. And it's not right because that movie was could have been it could have should have looked great do you th- well i mean and you've got a pretty state-of-the-art tv yeah so do you it think it should have looked great do you think it would look better in like oled no no weird um was that a bad transfer maybe no other critics have mentioned the same problem interesting. so i don't feel like it's me at all interesting um and it would have been so much better but the but the question is is was it like that in theaters yeah i don't know I would assume because the cinematographer's choices were the same in the theatrical cut. It wasn't like there was something different happened. Yeah. I think it would be better. Hmm. Um, do we need to go into detail on what it's about or do we care? You do you, man. It's as I said, you're you're the Star Wars guy. We it's a pre it's it's the story of how Han Solo came to be Han Solo and he did the Kessel run, right? Oh yeah, and how he meets Chewbacca, mm-hmm. which is f- great. It's really fun. But that's another scene. That would look, should look better. I mean, he's fighting Chewbacca in a, in a underground prison area in a mud, in mud. So it's a mud fight. Mm -hmm. So it's all dark again, because they're fighting in mud. So the, the other thing that was really great for a Star Wars fan that's worth mentioning is, so if you haven't seen the movie, that's too bad. Spoiler alert. One, two, three, four, five. Darth Maul appears at the end of the movie. Hmm. It's the same actor who played Darth Maul. He's a little, he's a little bigger around the face because he's 20, it's just like 20 years since that. So um, he's got the, the mechanical legs, Hmm. which is very cool. But the first thing made me think was, so he got split in half um, by Ben Kenobi I mean, how's the guy go to the bathroom? That's got to be a really not comfortable situation. That's why he's in such a bad mood all the time. So, <laughs> to, to go off on a tangent, I was sort of thinking about this today. Had, did they ever really show how uh, Darth Vader's face became disfigured and he had to use the breathing apparatus? Yeah. They do. Like, what movie is that? Episode three. Okay. You've never seen episode three? No. Oh, my goodness. No. Oh, my goodness. Because I've heard they're all terrible. That's when Kenobi fights Anakin on uh, the, this this volcanic planet called mm-hmm. Mustafar, mm-hmm. and and Anakin loses. Okay, and when he loses, it's really gross. Okay, like, so, disgustingly gross. So the reason that I was asking that is 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 there the possibility that they will do a Darth Vader standalone movie outlining the same thing that they did from the first three movies into his death? All the way to his death. No. 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 So you don't think Disney will try to recover one, two, and three and do them properly? No. That would be crazy. I can't see them wasting the money on that. But I think that they could do a Chewbacca movie. They easily. But it would be really hard it because be, yeah. there's like no subtitles for anything. Um and you and you said they're doing a. They'd be um, much smarter to do a Ben Kenobi movie. Well, yeah, and and a Yoda movie too, right? Haven't they talked about that? I don't know. 
they're doing a live action series. Yeah, John Favreau, and it's finally called it's called Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So it's based on the um, humans that that like Boba Fett yes. and Jango Fett. Yep. And there was a first screenshot of that, so that was kind of cool looking. What's it broadcasting on? Is it on Disney's On Demand It's thing? on Disney's On Demand okay. You gotta pay for it. Right. Anyway, I liked Solo. Good. I didn't love Solo, but it was okay. Okay, so let's compare it to the other standalone, Rogue One. Rogue One was infinitely better because the stakes were higher. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot happening in that movie. Is there any... So, what'd you think of Woody Harrelson in Solo? Perfectly functional. Good. He was good. His end, what happens in the end is great. Good. It's exactly what you would expect out of a Han Solo film. So you don't think that they're going to, all the rumors are going to come around about how all the cast from Rogue One and the people who died in Solo are going to be back in other movies? Oh my goodness. I hope not. That'd be crazy. That, that, that frustrates me so much to see that. It's like, not the people in Rogue There's One. There's so many other plots they could tell in movies. They don't need to do that. They can also just keep going. They, yeah. they, they can just do episode 10, 11, yeah. 12. They can just keep going. That's right. There's no reason they can't. That's right. I mean, you know, these guys are probably done after the, the, the episode nine, whenever that's out next year, right? Next year. Right. Next. And then that's it. Yeah. For so, now. But yeah, I would accept, expect the live action spinoffs to continue. Maybe not as ferociously, but they will continue. Well, and uh, Ewan McGregor has already said he wants to return yeah. in, in, a, in a bad, bad way. So he's on board. That'd be crazy not to make that film because that's one of those what people would want to know what happened. And also look at his career over the past 20 years. And it, he's only become that much finer of an actor. Yeah. So it would be... It would be a good standalone. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all I got. So we're going to come back and I'm going to crap on a brand new Netflix movie that just came out for a, a brief moment and then we'll do the box office and okay. we'll wrap it up. Thank you. Communities Digital News built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com that's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com and support the next evolution in news. All right, so you don't have to look at me when I'm doing this because I'm just going to kind of read off of a screen, but you had something you You're going to read off a screen, okay. You, you, you had something you want to talk about was with I didn't Solo. mention the extras on Solo, so I'm doing it really quickly. Uh, there's, there's eight deleted scenes, and there's a scene that shows Imperial Cadet Solo trying to fly a TIE fighter and then getting summarily dismissed because he screws up, which is pretty darn cool to see him in, a, uh, in an Imperial outfit. Sorry, hmm. I'm excited by that. There's actually a snowball fight between Han and Chewie, which would have been worth keeping in the movie. Um, anyway, and there's actually a sit-down with the, the cast, with Mr. Howard interviewing some of the crew at a, a round table. It's like 21 minutes, and it's very fun. So you should definitely, the extras are good enough to make that, uh, if you're a Han Solo fan, buy the disc. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to talk about Hold the Dark, which is a film that is in, it's a Netflix film. It just came out. I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes on it. It's got a 67% tomato meter. 
That's pretty good, right? And 80% of the audience liked it. Well, I guess I'm one of the 20% that didn't because I don't understand what the hell this movie was about. Wow, 80% like. Yeah, it's insane. So this guy played by Jeffrey Wright, his name was Russell Core. He's a naturalist and a wolf expert. And he is, receives a letter from this mother played by uh, Riley uh, Keough, um, who's, who says her son was killed by a pack of wolves. So this, this Russell Core goes out. He tries to help her track down the wolves who took her son. And then he finds a pack of wolves. It's not them. He goes back. and Are they she, werewolves? No, they're just wolves. He goes back, and she's gone. And he finds the dead son in the house in a freezer. Is it a creepy mansion? No. It's a, it's like in Alaska in like a, one of these towns that is basically run by natives. You know, it's it's it just doesn't make any sense. So then True Blood's Alexander Skarsgård, who is the father, well he's been in Iraq um you know fighting the Taliban and is sort of crazy there cuz he catches some army guy uh doing inappropriate things with an Iraqi woman and he stabs the guy to death and then leaves her the knife so that she can finish the job. And then he comes back home, finds his son is dead and then comes on this like vengeful like tirade of going to kill a bunch of people because he's, he's got to find her and it, and eventually he finds her. But meanwhile, and she controls the wolves. No. <laughs> meanwhile, so what happened to the wolves? Nothing. The wolves don't have anything to do with it. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright is like constantly in in the in like wrong place, wrong time. He shows up at at this place where they meet up with Skarsgård's friend, and he he opens up like a semi-automatic and shoots all the cops that are there except for the chief of police and Russell Cord Wright's character. Okay, so then. All of a sudden, he they're trying to find Skarsgård because he's clearly off his rocker because his kid's dead. And they know where he's going, and they go to find him, and Skarsgård kills the chief of police with a bow and arrow and shoots Jeffrey Wright's character in the chest. I'm ruining this movie, and I don't care. So um, come to find out, all while this is happening... Uh, her her husband name his name is Vernon. I, I should say it's not Alexander Skarsgård. It's it's this character Vernon keeps killing people by wearing a wolf mask. It would have been more interesting if the actual actor had been doing the killing. Right, it would have if he had showed up. Um, and he finds his wife, and they he's got the the dead his dead son's body in a coffin, and they both like embrace and they take off into the night. So. I don't know what this movie is about. It's it's like a noir, like a, an ode to Alaska and the darkness of it all. Like I don't know, and I am so confused by it that I cannot recommend this movie to anyone because it doesn't make any sense. It's like it's an attempt to be an artistic film with no story. How long was it? Uh, long. It was an hour, um, almost two hours. I want to say. Okay. And I just kept thinking that, like, there's a supernatural aspect to this. There's got to be. There's got to be something. And I'm looking at the, the like, reviews, even from something like Common Sense Media, hyper-violent, compelling thriller. 
is graphic and brutal. Okay, well, there a you beautiful, go. beautiful, if grotesque, thriller. There's no thriller about it. There just isn't. You, you know he's like, you know he's out to, for blood, but you don't know why. And apparently, like, everyone says that they're surrounded by evil. So that's where I kept thinking, like, sweet, supernatural, like, they're going to turn into wolves or something in the end, like an X-Files episode. Right. And it didn't happen. So, so just watch X-Files is what you're saying. Yeah, this is not... Go to season 11. I don't know what, why... I mean, I don't know why this got such decent reviews. I'm baffled. I okay. really am because there are other places that are just like me that said, I don't know what the deal is with this movie. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So another hit. Not a hit. From Netflix. It's a, it's a, it's a miss. And this is, to me, the second film was Skarsgård because the first one was Mute that he was in, which I had high hopes for as a sequel to Moon. And that was not great. And this isn't either. So I don't know what they're thinking here. It's, they had a good cast. And I guess people liked it, but I didn't get it. And I paid very close attention. I wanted to like this movie, but it just went nowhere. <sighs> All right. Well, so, this will make you happy. Let's go. We don't even need to do box office. Let's just go out on a high note. All right. And literally a high note. This is this is um, a moment from Curse 2 after dark. And we say thank you and uh, enjoy this voice because it's a, it's a, it's a great voice. Hey, yeah! 